Welcome to NucleCast, the official podcast of the Animal Deterrence Center. Each week, we bring you leading experts for a lively discussion on topics related to strategic nuclear deterrence. Our host is Dr. Adam Lauper, Director of Strategic Programs at the National Strategic Research Institute. The views of the hosts and the guests are their own. Welcome back to another great episode of NucleCast. Of course, I am your host, as always, Adam Lowther. And you may not have known this, but because we, of course, had plenty of episodes that we recorded, but I took uh, a little time off a couple weeks ago, went to Colorado right as Kansas City was crossing the triple digit mark. And instead of spending the week in KC in 107 degree heat, I was up in the mountains where it was in the 40s and 50s, and I tell you what, Colorado is a wonderful place, and I enjoyed the hiking, but now we're back, and we're back to recording episodes, and of course, as our first guest back, we have a great guest, uh, somebody whom I've known for probably at least 15 years, I'd say, and uh, of course, that is Major General Retired Gary Heronsack, whereas we knew him in the Air Force, SAC, who is now the president of the Nevada National Security Site, where there is a lot of interesting work going on. We're not testing, but there's a lot of other stuff going on. And so, SAC, welcome into the show, and thanks for uh, thanks for coming on to talk to, to us about what you're doing out at, uh, at the Nevada test site. Well, it's great to see you again, Adam, and uh, um, it's great to be uh, talking with you today. Uh, and, and also, uh, I just got back from Colorado myself. Uh, Las Vegas <laughs> was 112 when we left. So uh, um, I got back last night from Colorado. So uh, excited to be here. Uh, and, and I'm excited about uh, my new opportunities. I, you know, we've known each other, like I said, probably 15, 17 years. And uh, the latter portion of my Air Force career was in the nuclear business. Uh, and uh, um, I, re- I retired when I retired out of the Air Force in 2018. Uh, I went to uh, work for a company called Jacobs Engineering, uh, and Jacobs is one of the three companies that make up the Mission Support and Test Services uh, company that runs the Nevada National Security Sites. Um, and I was fortunate enough uh, uh, last fall uh, to be named president of that uh, uh, great company, and and we are just. Uh, Really, really excited. I, you know, I there weren't a lot of reasons I was going to move from our twenty seventh home, my wife and I's twenty seventh home. <laughs> um, but uh, this was probably about the only reason we were going to leave Colorado Springs to uh, move anywhere uh, because I'm so excited about the, this mission. Um, you know, the Nevada National Security Sites is is made up, of course, of our Nevada National Security Site, which is about sixty five miles north of where I am right now in Las Vegas. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's got, it's a site larger than Rhode Island. And as I always, uh, tell, and, uh, people, it's a lot more interesting than Rhode Island. Uh, we do a, a lot of, uh, uh, in- incredibly cool and important national security work. Um, so we're, uh, uh, we have about, uh, when you carry in all our subcontractors and teammates and everybody, we're over 4,000 people. Uh, and, and what, what we do is 
you know, as our motto is, we, we secure America's future because, as you know better than anybody, uh, the the foundation of our of our of our security as a nation and of our allies' security is our nuclear deterrent, um, and we are focused on making sure that nuclear deterrent is safe, secure, and effective. Now, as you know, uh, I know you had one of our uh, historians uh, on the podcast not too long ago, uh, Darwin Morgan, and and he told you about the incredible history of the site. Uh, and and that and that history is uh, um, of of uh, you know close to a thousand nuclear uh, tests, both above ground and below ground. Um, he he told you about all the all the cool stuff we do. Well, we we still are focused. Our primary mission is stockpile stewardship. Right. It is is making sure that our nuclear um, our, our, our nuclear uh, deterrent is safe, secure, and effective. And we do it in a myriad of ways. Um, a lot of it is 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 focused on uh, pulse power work. Um, it's it's focused on uh, um, we 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 go about a thousand feet underground in our UNA uh, areas, and and we do um, the the experiments that are necessary. We call them subcritical experiments that are necessary to ensure that this stockpile is, as I said, safe, secure, and effective. Um, and and so we we have a uh, we we coordinate with all the other labs. Uh, we work with them. They come and they do work on our sites. Um, and, and, you know, that is the focus of, 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 of our, our main thrust, which is making sure that uh, our stockpile is safe, secure, and effective. It's the old stockpile stewardship model. Um, you know, when we stopped testing back in 1992, um, we said, hey, uh, we as a nation will be able to certify that these weapons are safe, secure, and effective if we put the science in, if we do the work, and that is stockpile stewardship. And there's so much of that, that goes into uh, in ensuring that that happens. Um, we, of course, play an integral part of it. We're not a lab. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're not a production site. Uh, but we are, just as it says, uh, we, we do the testing and the experiments um, that make things necessary. 300 miles of roads up there. Uh, and uh, that is one focus, but we have so much more. We also um, do what I call save the world stuff, um, which is uh, defense um, nonproliferation, nuclear nonproliferation. We do a lot of work in nuclear forensics, nuclear detection, nuclear attribution. Um, we do uh, also uh, a lot of other national security work simply because um, the site is remote. It, it does allow stuff to be done on our site that cannot be done anywhere else in the nation uh, and sometimes in the, in the world. So uh, we also, uh, just as an aside, we, we do other, other things to help. Well, we have a lot of special forces work out there. We have uh, uh, drone work. We have our own drone um, UAS uh, range. Um, we do, uh, NASA recently came back, back in the 60s and 70s, we trained all the Apollo astronauts here, how to use moon rovers, everything, because guess what? We have about 875 craters <laughs> that are, are, are useful uh, for, for that. And, and they recently come back, the Artemis crews uh, are, are now training on our site. Uh, so it is, it is a, a, a wide array of what goes on at that site, but also, wait, there's more. Uh, we... Uh, we also uh, run the uh, Special Technologies Lab, uh, which is in Santa Barbara, California. 
there's a group of people. Of course, it was it was all focused on on uh, the nuclear deterrent mission. It still is, uh, but now it does a host of other issues. Um, I like to say it's the closest thing our nation has to a James Bond Q directorate. Um, lots of very cool things going on in, in Santa Barbara. And then, of course, we have our aviation assets, um, which does the radiological search. We have a, a fleet of helicopters and airplanes working out of both um, Nellis Air Force Base and Andrews Air Force Base, essentially dividing the nation in two. And we do a lot of uh, um, uh, a, a lot of uh, radiological search activities. Uh, making sure that people are safe at the Super Bowls, at the uh, World Series, at the um, New Year's Eve uh, in New York City and New Year's Eve in, in, in Las Vegas and, and, and almost 60 to 70 events and, and, and areas around the nation each year. Um, so we, we, we have that. And then, of course, we have, we have uh, folks at each of the three big labs, uh, uh, Livermore, Sandia and Los Alamos. Um, where we are, our folks uh, coordinated. And one last thing we do is we do um, counterterrorism uh, um, training. Uh, we do a lot of work for FEMA, which essentially uh, essentially trains people in in how to um, how to mitigate, uh, 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 search for help. Um, uh, a uh, in 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 radiological and and uh, uh, nuclear counterterrorism issues. So a lot of our big clients are NYPD Blue, Secure Cities, um, FEMA, FBI, um, and we do a lot of that work out of uh, Long Island, New York. So uh, that's why we we call ourselves the Nevada National Security Sites. We added the little S a few months ago to make sure that uh, uh, people realize uh, um, that we're more than just the amazing work that happened 65 miles north of here. In Las so, let me, uh, so you, you spurred a few questions. My first question, I'll, I'll sort of digress a little. When you left uh, Colorado Springs, was your wife like mine where my wife, she cried <laughs> when we moved from Colorado Springs to Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> Did your wife cry or well, was no, she okay she, with she, it? No, no. After, after 27 moves, she, uh, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't do cry anymore. Uh, now she just gets angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny when the Jacobs, the nice Jacobs people called me and said, Hey, we'd like you to uh, go work there. And I said, uh, let's go. I'm in. And they go, Oh, you want to talk to your wife? I said, no, I want you to talk to my wife. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah. well, we're, we're we're having fun out here in in, in Las Vegas, and uh, um, and and of course we still go back to Colorado quite a bit. Uh, but uh, no, no, she's she's beyond that now. Now she just gets angry. <laughs> well, next time we move, I'll have to tell my wife. Well, you know, Sack has moved twenty seven times. This will only be our sixteenth move, so we've got a long <laughs> yeah, ways to go. Got, so you have a lot of runway left, Adam. <laughs> so let me ask you for, for those that don't know, and there's a lot of folks that don't quite understand the GOCO model that, you know, within the DOE that the labs and production sites and others can use. And then particular how you'll have these conglomerates that'll form an LLC because you have multiple entities that want to run a lab or a a site. Could you perhaps explain that a little so people understand how did we get this model and then how does it work? 
Yeah, that you know how we got the model. I'm I'm, I'm not really sure. Other than I, I I believe it's a historical model. You know, based all going all the way back to uh, you know uh, uh, or, or early days in in the fifties, and and the idea was. Um, we needed a lot of academics, right? We needed um, this, this entire enterprises needed more than just say um, one company that specialized in metallurgy or something like that. And so, so this all grew out of this idea that um, it, it was a whole of nation effort, right? We're, we're going to, we're, we're going to learn more about nukes. We're going to um, figure out what we can do. And, and, and in order to do that, it, it became a, a, a whole of nation thing, right? We're, we're going to bring in experts from all over. Remember, I mean, we didn't really, you know, we, we, we kind of stumbled in the dark a little bit uh, back in the fifties and sixties. And, and we learned from absolutely every test we did. You know, you talk to some of the old, old, uh, uh, old testers that are still, some of them are still around, you know, back when uh, at our site, Mercury in 1960, the site at Mercury, uh, which, really wasn't unincorporated. It was just uh, part of, it was the third largest city in Nevada after Las Vegas and Reno. Um, you know, a, a huge portion of energy and, and power went to the site instead of the rest of the state. Um, you know, there was a, an amazing amount of, of effort that, that went into um, this program. Um, and, and, you know, I was not as a quick aside, I'll get back to your question, but uh, you know, when people always always say, oh, you know, one of the things you guys in the nuclear business are stuck in a Cold War. Hey, if we were stuck in a Cold War, <laughs> we would have a hell of a lot more resources. Right. I mean, yeah. we, you know, when we had, as you know, almost 50,000 weapons, everything else. Don't tell me we're stuck in a Cold War because our efforts are nowhere near what we used to do uh, in this enterprise. Uh, but but when they would talk about it, they would they would go and get the best and brightest from all different companies, from all different labs and areas all around, and they'd bring them together, and they were all focused on on our nuclear deterrent uh, and doing what's necessary uh, uh, to uh, to move that forward. So that's kind of been the legacy here, you know. Unlike in, in other uh, defense work, where you know if you were if you made airplanes, you were Lockheed Martin or you were Northrop Grumman or whatever. Hey, you would make an airplane, and and that's what you would do. And, and, and so the government would buy that airplane from that company, right? And they might have subcontractors and all this other stuff, but it was mainly that. This whole model was people working together. Um, and and, and the, the National Nuclear Security Administration and the DOE model is still the same. Um, you know, I, I don't think, um, you know, they, they're just not probably going to give major contracts out to just one company, right? I mean, they're going to look for, um, they're going to look for these LLCs where three companies come together, like mine. Uh, Honeywell has, you know, very unique and and and, and great assets in, in, in an array of areas, but Jacobs complements that. And then we have Huntington Ingalls um, that, you know, has a long history in the nuclear business, shipbuilding, all the other stuff. So, so what this enterprise looks for is to build those types of teams where 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 you have a wide breadth of experience and and, and you could bring them in. And I'll tell you, it, it's seen in in my company. I mean, we have you know some of the most brilliant physicists in our company, and then we have uh, uh, you, you know we have uh, uh, miners 
that, you know, uh, salted earth, great miners that go down and, and do what miners have done for centuries, right? And they dig tunnels and holes and drifts, as they call them. Um, and, and so that's the kind of, that's the model that uh, the Department of Energy and the National Nuclear Security Administration has, has stuck with uh, throughout the decades. Um, and, and so, you know, if, if, if you're a company and you want to uh, be part of this, the chances are you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to partner with other companies, uh, and, and come in because it's, it's very rare in this business where they'll give a enterprise portion to just one company. Um, and then, and then we do all the work. I mean, we have, uh, 22 unions. I have, I, I deal with 22 unions, uh, uh, all of our employees. And, and, and when I say do the work, it's not that the feds aren't working, but the feds work is, uh, oversight. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, you know, where, uh, my military background is, you know, I'd go to the base and there'd be uh, GS 11s and 12s and 13s and they are working as part of my uh, base or my team or my wing. Um, that doesn't, that in this model, that's not how it works. In this model, the feds just do oversight. So, um, and, and they do it from, from the individual sites where each site has, has a contingent of feds. I have about 65 or so here in uh, Las Vegas. And, and then, of course, they have a couple of thousand in, uh, in their headquarters uh, at the Farstall Building in, in Washington, D.C. Again, it's focused on, on there. So it's, it's, it's a totally different model than many um, people uh, who are not familiar with it from DOD um, don't really uh, understand that model. And part of the reason they did it this way, like, and it's something you said, is that the civil service is not really built to hire in the smartest physicists and the best, you know, chemists. And it's just, it's not built for that. And, and it, you know, pay scales are not really meant for that either. And so one of the, you know, this GOCO model allows you to sort of have flexibility to, if you want that best physicist, you can pay that best physicist. And that, that sort of leads me to the, you know, this human capital issue is for you, are you able to find, because, you know, one of the things at the nuclear summit back in, what was that, February or March was, it was a big discussion about human capital and right. about both recruiting it and then retaining it. Is that an issue for you or are you able to go out and find the talent you need and then retain that talent? Oh, no, it, it's, it's, it's my biggest issue. Um, you know, I, I, I used to say in the Air Force, Adam, you heard me say it a million times, right? The greatest weapon system we have doesn't come with a tail number, doesn't come with a serial number, it comes with a social security number. Um, that is the same thing here. The, the, greatest, uh, the greatest asset I have isn't my, you know, one of the kind pulse power things or, or incredible sensors or all that other stuff. Um, our, greatest, our greatest asset is our people. And it is hard. Now, I, I will tell you, uh, you know, if you've, if you've tried to build a deck at home or get people to work, it's hard to get people to work, period, right? It's hard to find people, everybody, restaurants, everybody is that. But it is 100 times harder um, when these people are so highly specialized. Um, and, and guess what? They have to be cleared. That means they have to be drug free, that they, you know, they can't have a record. They have to have a host of all this stuff. And, and, um, you know, other, other people will pay more. Um, you know, we have here in Las Vegas, uh, 
you know, outside my condo here, I, you know, I'm watching the Fountain Blue, which will be the largest hotel being built in, in a hotel and casino in Colorado, in um, Las Vegas. Now, uh, guess what? When I need a carpenter, when I, when I need uh, a miner, when I need an electrician, when I need an electrical engineer or mechanical engineer, um, it's a lot easier for those mechanical engineers, electrical engineers to go work building uh, uh, Fountain Blue than it is. Uh, to get cleared from me. Oh, by the way, they'll pay them more, everything else. But um, now I'm going to ask them to drive an hour and a half one way. Uh, and then once they get into our site, they might have to drive another hour to get to their work and then and then do, do it in reverse, you know, after eight or 10 hours of work. So um, that is just one one of the issues. The other issue is, is we still, you know, I, I have... Uh, um, the government pays for our contract. So I, I have a, um, I have limits to how much I could pay an electrical engineer because the government has their, um, well, you're in Las Vegas. This is the medium, medium of a electrical engineer or a mechanical engineer, and you can't pay them that much more because, you know, I, you know, all that other stuff. So, so we have to deal with that. Um, now, of course, my mechanical engineer uh, should be paid more than the mechanical engineer working at the Fountain Blue, right? I mean, simply yeah. because of what you're doing. But, but that's that's the issue um, that we have. Uh, and so, how do we deal with it? And how do we keep it um, from attriting? The other problem we have in this enterprise, um, you know, there's only eight sites. Guess what? We tend to poach each other. Um, you know, somebody will, somebody will come from a lab and they'll work out in the desert with us and they'll see a young engineer, a young physicist, young scientist, and they'll go, you know what, you're awesome. Why don't you come work for us? <laughs> and, and, and so we, we tend to poach each other, but we, in, in a lot of ways, we have no choice. I mean, there's only, you know, there, there's a, a, a small cohort of people we can choose from and then, and then we have to get them. Uh, then we have to get them cleared uh, and the highest security clearances in the land, by the way, sure. not just, you know, just not a secret. So then, uh, you know, and, 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 and frankly, um, you know, it's, it's tough work. Um, you know, especially, especially here, if, if you're going to work an hour and a half away, um, from, uh, from where you are. So retention is key to us. We try to do everything we can to be the employer of choice. Um, but but mainly what works for us is is the people love the mission. They know they're making a difference and they know they're needed. And it's something I tell them, Adam, every time. If you watch any of my videos I send out uh, every, every couple of weeks, um, you know, I end everyone with I, I end every video with the truth. And the truth is, uh, you know, take care of yourself. We need you um, and you're making a difference. Uh, and. And that's the key. I, I, and I tell the young engineers, the young, um, the young folks, whoever they might be, uh, that if they're going to go work for the Fountain Blue, and I'm not picking on the poor Fountain Blue people, but, you know, anybody else here, if you're going to work for them, are you really going to go home and say, hey, um, you know, I, I, I made a difference and I protected my family, my children, um, you know, uh, uh, my nation doing that? Or are you saying, well, I just uh, helped to make a billionaire become a little a too two times billionaire, right? I mean, so the difference is you work with us and you make a difference and you're making a difference protecting our nation because um, it's the truth and, and they buy into the fact and they understand that our nuclear deterrent 
is the foundation and, and it underwrites everything else, everything else. And so that's how, that's how we deal with it. But your original question is it's incredibly difficult. Um, and for, and, and, and it's a complex algorithm on how to, how to solve it too. Um, you know, I talk, uh, I talk when we go to these, uh, um, conferences and everything else. And, and, and we talk about the human capital. We need to do a better job as a government, as, as, a, as a nation, you know, uh, the cell phones here, you know, it's, it's, is it so necessary to be, you can't have, you got you got to take everybody's cell phone away. I'll tell you, if you're a 25 year old postdoc or whatever, uh, and, or, and, and you've got two kids at home, you, you, uh, guess what? You want to be able to find out that your kid just, you know, threw up at the lunch table and needs to be picked up. Right. I, yeah. I mean, we don't do a very good job in our enterprise of, of, of dealing with those type of, of, uh, workplace issues. Um, you know, we, we just, is it necessary to make everything limited? Can we allow people the opportunity to stay a little bit more connected. Um, and, and, and I think we could do it without, without great risk, uh, to security. Um, those are things I, you know, I think, uh, we all need to work on because, um, our, 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 you know, our team right now is pretty aged. Um, and, 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 and we're in a, we're in a fierce battle to get young talent, um, and, and so we need to do smarter things when it comes to that. Um, and, and like I said, uh, you know, leaving a little more access to things like this and, and uh, allowing um, young workers to be a little bit more connected and to do those things um, that keeps them happy. The other last thing I'll say on this is, um, you know, uh, people don't like uh, working in World War II area buildings, uh, you know, uh, they don't like uh, they don't like working in in trailers. Um, you know, we need to recapitalize um, some of our areas, and we are doing that, uh, I think, very well in, in Nevada uh, at, at uh, Nevada National Security Sites. We are, um, and, you know, and, if, if, and hopefully you'll come visit us sometime soon and you'll see our new ops center, things like that. Uh, that makes a huge difference, too. Um, let's get out of these uh, 1950s buildings um, and, and make, you know, make a little bit of investment uh, in, in our people. And, uh, and I think uh, better equipment, things like that. And I, and I think that'll go a long way to solve that, uh, uh, that talent issue that we all have. This episode of NucleCast is brought to you by the AMLA Deterrence Center, whose mission is to educate Americans about the nuclear enterprise and strategic deterrence. So one of the questions that I often get asked, you know, when it comes to testing, I'm often asked, you know, under what conditions do you think testing would become a necessity? And so, you know, I'll I'll pass that question on to you. I I, I will give you my my personal opinion. I don't think we're ever going to test again. Um, I think um, stockpile stewardship has worked superbly. 
uh, I am, I'm incredibly confident that was, that was the idea. If, if we invest in the science, if we do as a nation, the right things, um, so the three lab directors and, and, and our nation and everybody else will be able to certify our stockpile, um, without testing. I, I, I think our, our, our work with supercomputers, uh, our, what, what we're doing is, is, is I don't think it's, it's, it's going to be necessary. Um, and we certainly have no intention of, of ever doing it. the is is it possible yes uh is but but it, in my view it, the national emergency would need to be incredibly severe and then people always ask me the same thing well okay you're at the test site here um you know how long would it take and of course <laughs> well it depends right i mean what 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 are you trying to do right um what do you want to do uh what data do you want you know I, it, it's it's just uh um, you know, there's no real answer to that because we would have to know, um, again, what the emergency is, what the national emergency is, and then what you're trying to accomplish with it. So, um, you know, are, are, are we prepared? Can, can we do it? Of course we can. Of course we can. We're the United States of America. We've got the, the best brains and talent and everything else. Um, is, is it necessary? No. Uh, if, if it has to happen. Um, we will respond as this nation always did, and and uh, it, it would happen. But but there's certainly uh, no need for it, and there's certainly uh, uh, you know I I don't I don't believe, and it's my personal opinion. I don't believe we'll ever do it again. But if we do, uh, if we had to, and a nation asks us to do it, uh, this enterprise uh, w- would accomplish it safely and uh, effectively. So it's that time in the show where I bring out, um, I don't know if you ever did this, but when I was in the desert many moons ago, I found a genie in a bottle. His name is Bob, <laughs> and he's already granted me my three wishes, So, but he's willing to grant you your, your three wishes as it relates to uh, the Nevada National Security Site. So, Bob, you know, as Bob comes out, you've got yeah. three wishes. What are they, Sack? Well, um you know that that's an interesting question. I I, I would say one that um, we we get the best and brightest of of America's talent um, to do this. Uh, you know it, it's incredibly important that we have um, you know really cool gadgets and things at Silicon Valley and 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 that we um, you know that, that that we do all all, all the cool things this nation does and. And, uh, you know, um, our, our Starbucks coffee is great and everything else. And, and, and we have great electric cars and everything else. But, um, uh, you know, there, there was a time when uh, our best and brightest uh, uh, thought, thought right off the bat, I'm going to go work for the defense of our nation, um, whether that would be in the United States military or, or in, in national security issues. Um, so my wish is that, um, we would we would get more of that talent. We we would be able to get more propensed and motivated uh, young people to consider um, serving serving our nation in, in in whether it be in the nuclear deterrent or in the military or whatever. Uh, because of course we're all one team, one fight on that. Um, next, second, uh, wish that we continue to have um, a. Uh, uh, we, we, we do those things as a nation to make sure that our, our nuclear deterrent remains safe, secure, and effective. And, and, and what does that mean? 
Um, that means recapitalization. You, you know, that, that means we never go back to the uh, 20 or 30 year era where um, we just atrophied uh, the, the nuclear deterrent and, and everybody who worked there. I mean, you know, I always said, sure, we took a procurement holiday, uh, but but the most damaging thing was our intellectual holiday when um, we didn't think at all about the importance of this. That has changed. Um, I've seen the change. I, I, I like to think I was a small part of that uh, in the Air Force uh, when I was the A-10 and the Nuclear Weapons Center commander. We did a lot of things um, that focused everybody back on the nuclear deterrent um, and, and, and the need for it and the value of it. But I'm telling you, uh, this game of making, keeping people focused on the value of this, it, it's like when you bring your kids to Chuck E. Cheese, right? What's the worst game of Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, whack-a-mole. Why? Because, you know, your beer's getting warm and your pizza's getting cold and the damn game never ends. And, <laughs> and getting people to stay focused on the value of our nuclear deterrent is a, a game that does not end. Um, and, and my wish is that we uh, we continue uh, the focus and everybody does it. And then, and then you know, I, I, I guess uh, um, um, my, my last wish would be that uh, uh, we as Americans actually value the contributions of, of all those, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's our, our, our men and women in uniform that are focusing uh, on our nuclear deterrent um, and, and or, or the people, the physicists, the, the chemists, the miners, everybody that is is working on that, that that we value that and 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 when i mean value it is is we invest in them um and and we don't treat them as a commodity uh as something that you know we need them now but we don't need it and and, and we do all those things necessary um to make sure uh that they we we retain them and they have the type of career um that uh, folks had you know back in the 60s and 70s where they knew that they were valued as a nation um, and what they were doing was important. Um, and we do those things uh, to keep. So I, I guess that's, uh, those would be my three if Bob could do that for me. All right. Well, thanks for that. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but thanks for joining us on Nuclecast. Well, hey, it's great to see you again, Adam. And I look forward to having you and your team come visit us out in uh, Nevada. If you haven't been out in a while, uh, um, you, you will not recognize it. Um, we're, uh, we're, uh, uh, I tell people all the time, if you were out at the site 10 years ago, you, you haven't been out the site. The amount of work we're doing today, um, the, the varied things that we're doing, um, is, uh, is phenomenal. And, and we invite people to come out and see it. So, yeah. uh, please come out and see us. Awesome. I don't think I've been there since 2017. So I'll look well, forward to Then you to haven't that. been there because we've changed a lot <laughs> in the last six years. <laughs> well, thanks to you and thanks to you, the listeners, and we will see you on the next episode of NucleCast. All right. Thanks, Adam. Well, it was great to talk to Sack again. I hadn't seen him in a few years. And it's uh, it's interesting to hear what's going on at the Nevada National Security Site. I always want to call it the Nevada Test Site, but Nevada National Security Site. Uh, there's a lot going on. I, there were some things that, you know, that 
Sack said about these other elements, you know, the lab in Santa Barbara and some other elements that they, he talked about that I didn't really know that that was an, you know, a Nevada, you know, entity or part of what they did. So that was interesting to see all of those things and to hear a little bit about how they support stockpile stewardship and, you know, science efforts of the weapons labs. So it it was an interesting, interesting discussion. Hopefully you enjoyed it as well. This has been a production of the ANWA Deterrence Center. Our executive producer is Kimberly Charrington, and this episode has been engineered and mixed by David Grunthal. Follow the show on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at Nuclecast. Listen, follow, and review the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.